Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Transfix Take Podcast, where we are performance-driven. It's the week of June 21st, and we are bringing you news, insights, and trends for shippers and carriers from our market expert, Justin Mays. Mays, I feel like we were just talking about winter two days ago, but it's now summer. How's it going? Hey, Jenny. Great to be back with you this week as well. And you're 100% right. We're driving right into the summer season this week. That's right. And so what do markets look like for you? Have they changed? Have they shifted? What are we in store for? Well, Jenny, we're still coming off of what I would call a pretty hot freight market compared to the last few months. Though it is really regionalized as we continue to experience more seasonality in the industry than we have during the past few years of that roller coaster ride through the pandemic. I think we're all grateful that we're not in that position anymore. But what are the major callouts for you? Well, Jenny, those regions are the South and West Coast as those markets continue to experience tightening capacity with the rising rates. Out on the East Coast, we are seeing a different story as relief was well noticed last week in capacity and rates. And Jenny, when we look at the national tender rejections, we continue to see them climbing over the last two weeks. And we are currently at a level we haven't seen since late March. Now it's only 3.27%. And again, this is extremely low relative to what we've seen the past few years, but it's still important to monitor and watch as the West Coast and the South are the two regions driving up tender rejections in the past two weeks. And as we expect, these are really the main drivers of where rates are increasing still. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I think we're going to continue to see that carry out through the rest of July um, through maybe even August. And Jenny, just to kind of tell the full story of the West Coast, if we look at a longer time frame of tender rejections, we haven't seen tender rejections at this level since almost a year ago in August of 2022. That is right when the rates really started falling off a cliff. Now, we're only at 3.4% out in the West Coast which is very low still relative to what we saw throughout the pandemic. Just to paint a picture for you, as we drove into 2022, we're at 17% rejections in the West Coast. Now, we may be back to levels that we haven't seen since last August, but we're still at an extremely low level and nothing for shippers to worry too much about, but something for carriers to continue to watch as tender rejections usually point to higher rates for them to go and capture. You know, we've been gearing up for this moment for quite some time. There will be a market flip, and I think that that is what carriers are anticipating, especially with this news. Well, Jenny, I do have two call-outs before we jump into the regional deep dive. One is I-95. Last week when we spoke, it was just over 24 hours since the I-95 was closed. And to be honest, Jenny, like we would have suspected, not much impact is being felt through the truckload industry. Actually, if you look a little bit deeper, rates outbound the Philadelphia market have gone down since last week. There's certainly no rippling effect across supply chains. It really just has that localized issues, especially for the Port of Philly. Other than that, whether you're picking up in a large market like Elizabeth, New Jersey or Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, it's not having much of an impact on truck cost. If anything, shippers just gotta keep in mind that there could be delays if that closure is on their route to a pickup or a delivery. But to be honest, I do not think we're going to see any impact really to the truckload market with the I-95 closure. And you know what, Maze, that's really great news. I think, unfortunately, with respect to those that we lost during this collapse, 
Um, the governor of Pennsylvania did say that Interstate 95 and that stretch that collapsed in Philadelphia is set to reopen within the next two weeks. So it looks like we are going to kind of go back to normal when it comes to, uh, you know, just general operations and that stretch of, of Philly as well. Additionally, Jenny, there was a tentative agreement that was reached by the Pacific Maritime Association and the International Longshore and Warehouse Union. Now, this is great news out west as the ports continue to experience some delayed births, but at the end of the day, this is a good step forward. And it really hasn't had too much of an impact on the truckload market, thankfully. This is really great news for our maritime buddies. And, you know, I'm really excited to see that they've reached an agreement. That said, why don't we go into the regional breakdown and start with some of the more favorable regions for carriers, the South and the West regions. As they continue to be tight, leading to pressure on rates. And both regions experienced week over week increases in aggregate. Now, looking deeper, the Dallas, Texas market experienced a jump in tender rejections, reaching over 7%, and rates saw a similar increase as the average outbound Dallas rate increased by over 3%. Now, it's not just Dallas that is a problem market for shippers right now. It's also other high volume markets in Texas, such as Houston, Fort Worth, San Antonio, which are also experiencing tightened capacity and increasing rates. Now, flipping over to the West Coast, the highest volume markets such as Los Angeles and San Francisco, California, also saw rate increases over 3%, as most of the markets in California continue to see tighter capacity with rising rates. That's right, Mays, as you've been predicting for the last month or so, so no surprise there. As we called out last week on the West Coast, we continue to see local runs actually decline in cost but more regional runs that have longer lanes of haul, such as freight picking up in Southern California going up to the Pacific Northwest, or out to Denver, or even Phoenix and Vegas, are seeing rate increases. So carriers, keep an eye out on the West Coast, but Maze, what's going on in the South? The South is a different story. And we're actually seeing local freight under 150 miles, even up to 250 miles, see steady increases. Now, just about everywhere outbound Texas is difficult right now. Freight going into Florida, going up to the Northeast, going up to the Midwest, all are seeing increases. The most desirable location for anyone picking up in Texas is going to be outside of the West Coast. If you're heading to the West Coast, since it is a desirable region itself, you're gonna see some softness in the rates. All right, now switching gears, why don't we talk about some favorable markets to shippers, namely the Northeast. As I called out previously, we're not seeing any interruption in the freight market due to the closure of I-95. In fact, the largest markets by volume in the Northeast are continuing to see pretty rapid decreases, with Harrisburg, Pennsylvania dropping just under 2%, Elizabeth, New Jersey seeing an over 2% decrease in aggregate week over week. All right, Mays, and now what are we seeing over in the coastal region? We're seeing continued softening in the market as well, mainly on local and short hauls. So anything under 250 miles, we're seeing continued softness, and I expect this to continue through this week. Now, there is one market to keep an eye on, and that's the Charleston market, as we are seeing tighter capacity, which is pushing a slim increase in rates week over week. All right, and let's drive on down to the southeast. Now, Florida has certainly flipped. A lot of markets in Florida are seeing decreases over 2.5%. It's not just Florida, though, Jenny. If you look at the Atlanta, Georgia market, which is the 
highest volume market in the Southeast and one of the highest volume markets in the country, we are seeing pretty loosening markets as rates continue to decline. This is certainly going to have a domino effect in other markets around the Atlanta market as more capacity moves. Now there is one call out though, the western side of the southeast, which I would consider the Memphis market and Mississippi as a whole, is still seeing slim increases, but this is mainly due to them being more rural markets and the extreme storms we saw going into the weekend and today throughout this early week. Okay, and last but not least, the Midwest. What's happening there, Maze? We're seeing a mixed story here, but really, if you look at the markets that have volume, that drive most of the volume throughout the Midwest, you're seeing softening. From Detroit to Chicago to Bowling Green to St. Louis, markets are seeing decreases in rates. If you look in the more rural parts of Minnesota, the Dakotas, Iowa, you are seeing slim increases, but really depends on you know where the freight is going. Freight leaving the Midwest, destined to the South and West Coast, continue to see declines, and that is where shippers have to take advantage of. Now, freight leaving the Midwest, going down to Florida and parts of the Northeast, is certainly not desirable for carriers to end up in those locations, so they are able to drive higher rates. So now one thing that I think we need to call out here is we're just a week away from the 4th of July. And I know the 4th of July is a little bit of an anomaly this year as as where it falls. But can you talk to me about what you're expecting to see and any major call outs for shippers and carriers during that time period? Now, with the 4th of July falling on a Tuesday, it'll be interesting to see what carriers can do on the spot market to put pressure on the overall market. But Jenny, I think we'll see rates slightly increase going into the weekend prior to 4th of July and rates increase on that Monday and starting to fall back coming into Tuesday, Wednesday and, and so on. I don't think carriers will have too much room to push on this market and see the results that they were able to get out of Memorial Day weekend because we're going to be back into a fall market by the 4th of July. Okay, well, we'll definitely keep an eye on the west and southeast coast to see what goes on and how that might potentially bring up any big swings. That said, we will see you next week with an all-new episode of the Transfix Take podcast. Until then, drive safely. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix, Inc., or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change. Thank <laughs> you.